this morning a series, and the series is, It's a Temple Fit for a King. Now, I'm not teaching the whole series this morning, in case you got a little nervous about that, but I am going to teach a portion of this series, and today I'm going to talk about being custom-made. Everybody look at somebody beside you and say, you are custom-made. Now, for anybody that doesn't believe that, say, I don't believe that. Now, you should believe that because you are custom made. Now, unless you go to a tailor, whatever you're wearing right now, and I don't know many of us, uh, I certainly don't, maybe you do, but I don't know anyone in this house particularly that goes to a tailor to get all of their clothes made. The closest I've ever been to a tailor, let me, I'll just tell you this, I like my shirts a certain length, and I like my sleeves a certain length. So in times past, I've bought some shirts that were too long or too, I like the way they fit everywhere else except for the length and the sleeve or the tails. So the closest I've ever been to a tailor is Judy Craig's. And she has stitched some things up for me and fixed me up and she's right here. And she, she, I promise you, um, it was a good investment and because there was no, she didn't, she didn't charge me anything. That was wonderful. (laughs) But she's the closest I've ever come to a tailor. But as far as I know, nobody in this room, or at least I haven't heard of it, um, no one goes to a tailor. Your, your clothing, believe it or not, whatever you're wearing today, no matter how well it fits. When my daughter and son-in-law got married in September, I bought a suit at Men's Warehouse on sale for $99. And I bought that suit. And when I put that suit on, I thought, man, this thing fits me like it was made for me. And yet it wasn't. And yet it wasn't. It was a suit that fit me well, but it was not made for Steve. It wasn't meant for me. Whatever clothes that you are wearing this morning, those clothes were not meant for you. They were meant for someone with your similar body type or body size, but they were not meant for you. Now, I realize that sometimes we get it in and among ourselves. You can always tell when someone has not gone to a tailor because there are some people that try to fit into clothes that are really meant for someone else's body type. And, um, and I get that. And you don't have to go far to realize that some people are trying to get into two sizes smaller. But it, it, you, you just see it. But the general idea is your clothing was not meant for you, but for someone generally speaking, similar to you, made based on general proportions. My wife and I have been blessed in that we have gone to, we've been able to spend some time in different countries. And whenever we go somewhere, I like to buy t-shirts because if I'm not here or it's somewhere special, I'm a t-shirt guy. I just like t-shirts. I find them to be very comfortable. Sometimes I preach in one. And so I like t-shirts. They're comfortable to me. So just about anywhere that we go, I will get a t-shirt in memory, to remember that place. It, you know, whatever it might say, be something that's simple. In fact, even for Christmas, I told my kids, just get me some t-shirts. I like particular colors. I like white, gray, and blue. And, and so that's what I like. And, but what I realized is in these different places that we have visited, when we were in Europe, and I would buy, because I wear a medium, not that you need to know that, but I wear a medium mostly, and it uh, depends, on, <laughs> depends on if it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, or summertime, and, uh, but normally I wear a medium. And so I would go and I would get a t-shirt that was a medium in Europe and find out that a medium in Europe wasn't the same as a medium in the U.S., And then we spent some time in Central America, 
And when we went down to Central America, the same is true. I would buy a medium, and I don't like to try things on. I don't like to go in dressing rooms. I just like to get it and just have a lot of faith that it's going to fit. And um, usually that doesn't work out well. But I would go and I would get a medium t-shirt, only to find out in Europe it's a little bit bigger, and in Central America a medium is smaller. So I try to put on that medium shirt, and, and I end up giving that to my nephew Austin, and or somebody, somebody a little smaller than me. They get that size shirt because it didn't fit. Because it wasn't custom made. It wasn't made for me. It was made for the ge geographical place where they are. It was made for the general population that would be most likely to be a purchaser of that product. So it was made with an idea in mind. And the same is true for suits. You go to JCPenney, you go somewhere if it's not custom made, it's going to be 44 long, 44 short, 44 regular, whatever it might be. But it's not going to be the same in those places. I'm a 38 regular. But a 38 regular in one place is not going to be the same somewhere else. So the nature of this thing is that it's not custom made. But we are. We are. Again, look at the person beside you and say, you have been custom made. I want to read to you, beginning in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and I'm going to start with verse 16. Turn with me there, if you would, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning with verse 16, says this. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy. Everybody say, God's temple, God's temple. is holy. Now, again, look at, I like to have you look at people because I like you to make declarations. Look at somebody near you, if you're near somebody, and just say, you are God's temple. Now, you've got to believe that. If you're, if you're sitting somewhere by yourself, just say it to yourself. Put your hand, everybody, do it this way. Put your hands on yourself. Say, I am God's temple. Now, do you believe that this morning? Now, here's the thing about God's temple. It doesn't come in small. It doesn't come in medium. And it doesn't come in large. The size is not going to be different in the United States than it is in Europe, than it is in Central America, or wherever else someone might have been. The size doesn't vary. You are God's temple, and you have been custom made, and you are specific not to a geographical region, but to a purpose. In the natural, everything is measured by what is around it. In the spirit, everything is measured by intent. So when the Father created you, He created you and He created the temple that you are with intent. And He formed you to be a temple with intention. The intention being, this is what I want from this temple. I'm going to build it. It's sort of like building a house. Some, we have people in this room right now that are building. There's a lot of building going on in the world today, or the United States today. There's a boom. So there's a lot of building going on. In every room, when someone designs a house, and they look at that, every room is designed with intent. They look at that room and they say, the, what I intend to do with this room is to make it an office. What I intend to do with this room is to be a baby bedroom, a nursery. What I intend to do with this room is to be a dining room. I intend to put a table in there that's X length. And if I want to put a table that will seat 10 people, I need to make sure that the dimensions of this room 
match the intention that I have for this room. And that is what the Father has done with you and me. When he created us, we have each one, each one of us, when he breathed into us, we were custom made. When you look at yourself in the natural, you might, not, you might wonder, is this what you intended me to look like? It's not about what you see in the mirror. It is about what you do with what you see in the mirror. It isn't about the reflection that you get. It is about what you do with the intention that you were, in create, that you were created for. So again, he said, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit, everybody put your hands on yourself again and say this, God's spirit spirit dwells in me. me. That's pretty profound. I am the temple of the most high God. Now, if you came in this morning believing that you came to a temple, a building that is a temple, then you are going to be sorely disappointed because the mysteries and the miracles and the signs and the wonders that God does, He does not do in a building. He does it in His temple. And His temple is what you are. He does his signs, he does his miracles, he does his wonders in a temple prepared for signs and wonders and miracles. And you, everybody say, and I, and that temple. So say this, so in me, I've been custom made for signs, wonders, and the miraculous. Yes, you have. You have been custom made to house signs, wonders, and the miraculous. God wants to do amazing things in your... We got to go. There we go. We're going to strike. Let's strike, baby. So he said, if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. God says this. Yahweh says this about your temple. He said, man, I made you. I made you, Sydney. He said, I made you, and I love my dwelling place. I made you a dwelling place, and I like being seated on the throne of who you are. He said, I made you, Seth. I made you, and when I sit in the throne of who you are, it fits me. I sit down, and it fits me. And then, see, what we don't want to do, though, what we don't want to do, is look at the throne of who he made us to be, the temple that he made us to be, and say, well, I don't like the colors. I don't like the design. I think I'm going to move this throne out, and I'm going to bring another one in. See, the Father doesn't want that. What he wants us to do is learn how to grow into the temple that he created us to be. To not invite into that temple things that will contaminate the seat that he wants to sit on. Things that will inhibit the miracles that he wants to do with the intention, because that's his intention in the temple. He doesn't want us to invite things into his temple of which we are. Put your hands on yourself. I am that temple. I am God's temple. He doesn't want you to invite things into that temple. Can somebody hear me this morning? He doesn't want you letting things come through the door of that temple that will contaminate that throne or inhibit the miraculous or the signs or the wonders. He wants us to own that temple and to possess that temple and to oversee that temple in such a way that the Father says, I want to remain seated in that place. He said, if anyone destroys my temple, 
then I will destroy him. For God's temple is holy. He says this about your temple this morning, and I'm going to ask the question that I would think he might ask. Chris, how are you maintaining that temple? If I'm a temple fit for a king, first let me answer that question. Do I believe you answer that question? Do you believe that you are a temple fit for a king? Don't answer out loud. If yes, press on. But if somehow you feel like you're not a temple fit for a king, and the answer was no, I'm not yet, then let's get the furniture in its proper place. Let's get this thing right today. Amen? So that we are a temple fit for that king. So, Chris, what do you do? What do you believe about this temple that you are? Do you believe that you are the temple of God? You believe that. And if you believe that you are the temple of God, do you believe that you might want to pay attention to the details of the temple that you are? Do we believe that we might want to be aware of what we might be hanging on the wall that might offend the one who dwells in the temple? Am I moving furniture in that might be offensive to the one who dwells in the temple? Am I adding anything to the temple that might want the one who made the temple stand at the front door and begin to ask, do I really want to go in to this temple? Is there anything in this temple that would defile me? And if there's anything in that temple that might defile me, what might I do to get them to see again that that picture, that piece of furniture, that flooring that they've chosen does not honor me? It might not be sinful, but it doesn't honor me. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying this morning? So the only way I believe at least this is how Holy Spirit showed me this about being custom made. There's this way of living that happens in a person's life. And it is this. In the, only because I'm familiar with, I'm going to use things that I'm familiar with. It might be different for you. You might have different examples. Let me use what I'm familiar with. I lived in a religious system for some time. And in that religious system, what I found about that religious system was that it was always trying to change my behavior. So it required something of my behavior. You don't wear pants, you don't wear jewelry, you don't wear whatever it might be. You don't say these things, you don't do these things, this is, you don't go to these places. And they were trying to change my behavior, so they understood that I'm the temple. But they tried to change my behavior to become that temple without changing my thinking. Behavior doesn't, changing behavior does not change thinking. Changing thinking changes behavior. In the military, for the brief time that I was in the military, I knew enough about this, and I've known enough people that have been in the military to know this. What the military does is very similar to what the religious system does. The military doesn't say, I'm, they're not interested in changing your thinking. They're just going to change your behavior. When I got off the bus in 1984 in San Antonio, Texas, when I got off of that bus and I still had hair, and I got off of that bus and they made us all stand in a row and they began to say ugly things about our mamas and our cousins and our aunts and they began to say all of those things and we were standing there and everybody's sweating great drops of blood and we're sitting there and it's about 2 o'clock in the morning because it's always 2 o'clock in the morning when you arrive at the station. 
And then they said, just follow us and go down there and I don't want to hear a peep and blah, 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 blah. You did what they said because you were afraid that what they said about your mama was true. <laughs> or you were afraid about what they said they might do to you might be true. So we walked down that row and listen, I had never, up until that time, I had never taken a shower with 22 men. Nor have I since. <laughs> But I remember walking into that room that evening, early morning, whatever you want to call it. It's dark. We're exhausted. We're tired. We just landed. We just got there. They bust us over. And we go into this room and we get in there and they begin to scream at us and tell us all these rules. You'll do this. You'll do this. You'll do this. You're going to get up at this time. You're going to have this done. This, and this is all brand new. And you're just, you're, it's a whirlwind. There's a hurricane going on in your mind. And you thought, man, I thought this was orderly. I didn't know this was chaos and it was, it was a lot. We get in that room, and about five minutes into that room, he said, y'all stink. I want everybody naked and in that shower. You got five minutes to take a shower. There's 22 of us in a room with eight shower heads. You know what we did? We didn't shower. We didn't get in. Nobody used soap. There's 22 booties. And all we did was walk through the water. Dry off, throw our clothes on, and come back into that room because we were terrified. If I did not get back in there in five minutes, I'm in trouble. We were terrified. You didn't even have time to be embarrassed. Maybe you had time to be embarrassed. In the toilets. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. The toilets. There's no dividers. There's just 10 toilet seats lined up on the wall. It's community potty. But they're telling us, this is what you're going to do. And you did it because it, your behavior changed instantly. But you didn't know what to think. The thinking didn't change because all they're trying to do is make everybody exactly the same. So we're going to change your behavior so everybody is exactly the same. But the thinking never changed. So people learned how to live according to a certain behavior and they come out of the military. Many that spend their lives in the military, they will come out and they never walk away from it because their behavior has been so changed, but their thinking hasn't. And there's conflict. And there's stress. And there's PTSD. Behavior changed, thinking didn't. Behavior does not change thinking, but thinking changes behavior and in the kingdom of God. The Father is about changing the mind into the mind of Christ and the behavior change will follow. The Father is about doing it this way. He says, "This is if I can do this, if I can get you to believe more than just nodding your head in agreement that your body is my temple, but if I can get you to believe that your body is my temple, Curleen. So good to see you today. If I can get you to believe that your body is the temple, in your mind, your behavior will follow. Because people who change their behavior ultimately will go back to who they were. But when the mind is changed and the mind of Christ is present, the behavior change will follow and it's eternal. And what the Father is after, He said, I have made you custom. Yeah. 
I have made you specifically for a purpose. And I made you so that I could dwell in you so that everywhere you are, there I am also. No matter where you go, I am there as well. So if I can change your thinking, I'm going to change your behavior. So where at one time you invited in, oh, I'm going to hang this picture on the wall because this is more like me. And the father's saying that might be more like you, but it has nothing to do with me. You're inviting these things in. That might be what your behavior would do now, but I want to change your thinking so that when you see that, the next time you think you want to invite it in, your th- mind has changed and you say, I, there's no chance I'm going to invite that into this temple, the temple of God that I am. Say it with me. I am the temple of God. So now, in Matthew 11, verse 28, starts, it reads like this. says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I love that. I love this, this. He said, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. If I can change your mind, everything else will follow. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn. Change your mind because you know me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will rest. When behavior happens without a changed mind, it's a constant thought about am I doing this right or am I doing this wrong but when the mind is changed and the mind of Christ is present in this temple that we are when the mind of Christ is present it's no longer a struggle between what is right or wrong but the behavior reflects the anointing of God that your mind is filled with you hear me this morning then he says my yoke is easy and my burden is light I can tell you for many people, no matter who they are, if again, I believe that I'm custom made, I'm not a small, I'm not a medium, I'm not a large, I'm not a whatever you want to call it. I'm not black, I'm not white, I'm not anything else you might want to call it. I've been custom made. I am the temple of God. I am the temple of God. And I am going to be the temple of God. And I'm going to, in every way, I'm going to allow the Father to begin to change my mind so that everything that's in this temple reflects the God of whose temple I am. So when Christ spoke in Matthew chapter 11, He said, come to me. And He said in verse 30, He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What He was wanting us to understand is if our mind is changed... We stop seeing things the wrong way. See, I can tell you that if if we're not careful, even though we can accept that we are the temple of God, if we're not careful, every time something difficult happens, or something doesn't go the way that we think it should, or maybe we didn't feel like God showed up for us when we needed Him. If we're not careful, we'll begin to declare those things. We'll begin to say those things. We'll begin to talk about how heavy the burden is. We'll begin to talk about that it is a burden. We'll begin to declare, this is so hard. And we see the glass, literally, the old cliche, we see the glass half empty, not half full. We see that things are missing out. We're not getting everything and we begin to get frustrated. But Jesus said, follow me. If you will learn from me, if you can learn from me, 
That temple that you are will be furnished in such a way that I am honored in your rising up and in your lying down. If you will learn from me even on the day when things aren't perfect. Has anyone had any of those lately? He said, if you will learn from me even on the day when things don't go exactly the way that you think they should. Maybe your kids didn't respond to you the way you wanted them to. Maybe your husband or your wife. Maybe your mom or your dad. Whoever. Your employer. Your employee. See? Sydney is identifying a situation right now with her mama. (laughs) In jest. So we shall assume. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've dealt with, if we can accept that Christ showed us how to do this. Can I ask you a question? Do you think in any way that Christ did not have a burden? Can we assume in any way that His yoke really was easy? And we're talking about a man who sweated great drops of blood. Not just drops of blood, big ones. We're talking about a man who asked, if there's another way, let it be. We're talking about a man who, when he came to earth, he knew why he came. He might not have known the moment, but he knew in my coming, I am going to die, I'm going to be killed, and it's going to be a terrible death. And I'm going to be in pain, and I'm going to suffer, and all these things are going to happen. Can we honestly say that his yoke was easy? Can we honestly say that his burden was light? No. But what we can say is he understood he was a temple of God. What we can't understand is he said, I am my father's. And my father is mine. What we can't understand is that when he says, when you've seen me, you have seen the father. Because this temple reflects the intention of my daddy. And he said, because of that, he said, I'm not thinking about the thorn of crowns that are going to be shoved on my head. Because of that, because I know whose temple I am, and because I know what I invite in, and I know what I keep out, he said, because of that, I'm not thinking about the road that I'm going to walk down carrying a heavy cross on my back. I'm not thinking about the cat of nine tails that are going to be laid to my flesh. I'm not thinking about the nails that will be driven into my hands and into my feet. All of that, to me, that's not a heavy burden. That's a burden unbearable. It's even worse. But in the mind of one whose mind has been changed, and they know who they are, he didn't see this thing as perilous. Christ didn't think for a second, oh, this is all, this is a tragedy, this is, this is unbearable, I can't do this thing. No. He said, in the middle of all of this, my yoke is easy. <laughs> yeah. But you've got, you've got, to, those are thorns in your brow. My yoke is easy. Do you know that you are near naked with blood dripping all the way down your... Do you realize they're about to stick a spear in your side? They're about to give you vinegar to drink? Do you realize what's about to happen to you? But I'm the temple of God. And my mind has changed. So my behavior changed. 
If my mind hadn't changed and I had not accepted who I am, I would say, I can't do this. If my mind had not changed and I had not accepted that I am the temple of God, that I've been custom made. Christ was custom made for you and me. Get what I'm telling you this morning. He was custom made for us. If his mind hadn't have been right, he would have said, you know what, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And if it's not possible, let this cup pass from me. But he didn't because his mind was changed. And he said, if it's possible, let it pass from me. But if not, nevertheless, your will be done. Because my mind was changed. Because his mind was changed, his behavior changed. Because his mind was changed, he didn't see the thorns. He didn't see the cross. He didn't see the cat of nine tails. He didn't see the spear. He didn't see the cider or vinegar or bitter whatever. He didn't see that. He didn't see the mockery. He didn't see the beard coming out of his face. He didn't see any of that. He didn't see blood running down his feet and holes in his hands being hung to a cross. He didn't feel what it was going to feel like the moment that cross plunged into that hole in the ground. He didn't feel any of that. He didn't think about any of that. He said, Father, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Because my mind has been changed. So in the middle of all of that, while all of that is going on, he says, people, my burden is easy. My yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Because my behavior's changed. Because first, he did it in my mind. And he made me understand who I really am. And because I have chosen to let him change my mind. And I've chosen to accept that I'm custom made and he has great purpose for me. I'm not going to see the challenges that I have in fulfilling that purpose. Instead, I'm going to see what the promise will be that that purpose will fulfill. Do you hear me today? So maybe, just maybe in here this morning, maybe minds need to be changed. So that the behavior changed. See, because in that religious system that I was in, and so many of you were in as well, they tried to change that behavior by you. It, they made you feel holy because, first of all, you were broke all the time. You never had anything. So you're holier because you didn't have anything. If you had anything, you were made to feel guilty about it. They didn't, they, you couldn't wear certain clothes, so your behavior, I'm going to tell you to do this, and that made you feel holier. Or they, whatever they might have said, you don't go to these places, so they made you feel holier, supposedly. So you would think, and our badge was... Well, I don't go there, and I don't do this, and I don't do that, so I'm a good Christian. And all the while, the Father's saying, uh, you're really pathetic. You don't represent me at all. You don't represent me at all. Because it isn't about what you're wearing, and it isn't even about where you're going. It's about what you are allowing into your temple. And what are you inviting into your temple? And are you changing your mind? Because... Behavior doesn't change my thinking. And see, I need my thinking. You need your thinking changed. We need to think about it. We need to see ourselves not as, you know what? Mm, oh, pity me. See, and this is religion. If religion wore the wrong clothes on Monday, or happened to sneak an earring in, or happened to go see Desperado, by the time you're through with that, you're just beating yourself up. My yoke is heavy. It's so hard. This is such a heavy burden. I can't do this. I want to wear earrings. I got to see that movie. It's a Western. It might be the last Western ever made. And I use that because that was me. It was actually Silverado. Desperado. It was Desperado. 
Silverado. And I got saved. And that movie, I wanted to see that movie. Right before I, I didn't know I was getting saved. I had no idea I was getting saved that night. So I had planned for that next weekend to go see Desperado. Yeah, that one. Silverado. And then I got saved. And then they gave me the list of things I couldn't do. And on that list was you can't go to movies. Immediately. Before I got saved, everything was easy and everything was light. I just got saved. Now my yoke is heavy or hard and my burden is heavy. What? I can't see Desperado? Silverado. Just hear the right thing even if I say the wrong thing. Please always do that. Always do that. Hear what I mean, not what I say. But see, here's the thing. That yoke was so heavy, hard. I've got to get it right. When you try to do it backwards, it's hard. That yoke was so hard, and that burden was so heavy, I couldn't live up to it. Because my mind didn't change. See, and because my mind didn't change, you know what I did? That next Friday night when those movies came out. See, it wasn't as easy back then as it is today. You actually had to, it was an effort to go to a movie. And you know what I did? Even though they told me, you don't do this because Christians don't go there. I felt like, well, if he forgave me last Monday, he'll forgive me this Friday. <laughs> and I went and I saw Desperado. But you know what? Coming out of that theater. In fact, I saw it with a pastor's son. <laughs> but I came out of that movie and I felt horrible. But I only felt horrible because the pastor's son felt horrible. Oh, my dad is going to kill. His dad was, you know, my dad's going to, he's going to kill me. He's going to kill us. You're not killing me. <laughs> I'll be gone. I'll go to another church. <laughs> you can't do that. But my behavior didn't change because my mind didn't change. My mind didn't change. But every time I would do something that was against their rules, and I never signed the document, but because I never, I never did, still, even going there, I didn't understand what an easy yoke and a light burden was. Because everything was heavy and everything was hard. Every single decision. Because my temple wasn't custom made. I never saw it as custom made. I saw my temple as just a medium. It fit anybody at any time. It wasn't special. But that isn't the way God is. Every single person that's breathing in this room and online today, every single one of you, you have been custom made. You have been custom made and you have been custom made to be a temple fit for a king. And that king is the Christ. And he wants to dwell in you and he wants you to learn. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Learn from me. How to let me change your mind and your behavior will follow. Don't create a rule that you can never keep. But if you will change your mind, your behavior will follow. Begin to see me for who I am, he says. Begin to see your temple for what it was made for. 
And if you can begin to see what you were made for, you're going to begin to see suddenly what you invite in to that place. What you want to do with that temple is going to begin to change in such a way that it honors the Father when you get up in the morning and it's still honoring the Father when you go to bed at night. Do you hear me this morning? Stand with me.